I hope that the functional medicine, integrative medicine side will collide with conventional medicine and will realize how powerful our thoughts are, that they control everything from depression, anxiety, to how our body takes on illness. We have so much power that most people haven't even began to tap into. We heal in health and we die through dieting. You feel? Yeah, me too. Let's start the vulnerable and raw conversations needed to inspire. Let's get the experts talking to educate and motivate. Let's come together as a community to discuss what it means to be optimally human and aligned spirit. I'm your host, intuitive gut health coach, Chelsea Haynes, and this is Let's Start Health. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Let's Start Health. I am so excited to have an amazing fellow podcaster and many other things as well here on the show today, Lauren Fitzgerald, also known as Lauren Fitz. (laughs) And Lauren, I am so excited to have you here today. And I love just by starting out with handing the microphone over to you and asking if you wouldn't mind please sharing a bit about your personal story and what led you to what you are doing now. Absolutely. Um, I have a very weird, atypical story. I am a medical doctor. Um, I'm a board certified anesthesiologist who no longer practices anesthesia because I have followed my heart and my purpose of helping people in a way in which I believe I could help serve more people in a greater capacity. Um, I, I grew up with... Uh, two parents who showed me what a healthy lifestyle looks like. They always exercised. We always ate healthy. Um, it was, it, it was a, a lifestyle that I didn't, re- I took for granted. I really didn't realize how many people don't have that as an example. And um, I decided that I wanted to become a doctor when I was in high school. Um, I, my aunt was going through PA school and I was just fascinated with the human body. And um, I'd actually already gotten into health and fitness. I've, I've been a dancer my whole life. I actually little fun fact about myself. I was convinced I was going to be Janet Jackson's backup dancer. Yes. Like I love to dance. And when I realized, okay, maybe that's not where I'm supposed to go. um, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to change the path and and do the doctor thing. But in the midst, I started teaching aerobics at my fitness club that I was at in, you know, in my teenage years. And so I've always been into the health and fitness niche, right? Um, When I was in in college, I still taught dance and I, I was still into fitness and health. Um, but in medical school and residency, that's eight years of my life, four years of med school, four years of anesthesia residency. I kind of, I, I still did my own fitness, but I stopped teaching. And then in my late 20s, when I was done with residency, my first job in Japan, because I was, my ex-husband was Air Force, um, there was nothing that was a dance fitness kind of class that I wanted. So I was like, I'll just teach my own because I was a dancer and I, I, I've taught group fitness before in the past. I'll just do my own thing. And so I got reconnected with a purpose of mine that I believe that was, was enrooted in me since age three. And um, 
at first I did it for selfish reasons. I just wanted to get a good workout in cardiovascular and dance. Um, in the meantime, I realized that it was way more fulfilling because my passion was helping serve other people. So the three years I was in Japan, I literally just, it, it was my hobby. I taught twice a week. These people became a family. Um, it, it was just my passion. So when I found out that we were being stationed back in the United States in Oklahoma, I felt really bad that I was leaving all of these people behind. And this is when I started my YouTube channel. And my YouTube channel is huge. It's got 330,000 subscribers. Um, and it's strictly, it started with me coming from a place of wanting to serve. Um, I knew military people could access YouTube for wherever in the world. So I thought, you know what? These people can still dance with me. We'll record all of my, my videos, my choreography, and just put it out there. And not only did it serve those 40, 50 people that took my class, but it started to serve people that either couldn't afford a gym membership or weren't anywhere close to having um, a gym like this that provided a dance fitness class like this. And then all of the dance fitness instructors that were looking for choreography that was, you know, new, innovative, and, and to hip hop music, because I love me some hip hop, not gonna lie. Yes, girlfriend. <laughs> so so that that's where it started. And it the it went viral. Um typically when I would post a video in the first 24 hours, I would have anywhere from 25,000 to 50,000 views right off the bat. And it was, I wasn't paying for advertisement. It was just me serving a population that hadn't been served yet. And um, I wasn't making any money because you can't make money off of YouTube if you use music, fun fact. <laughs> but I, was, I, I wasn't doing it for the money because I was making plenty of money as an anesthesiologist. And um, it, was, it wasn't until someone approached me about the whole health coaching thing because once the, the live videos um, and because I, I realized that my voice could help influence people other than just helping them shake their booty at home with me on YouTube, right? So I started doing talking videos on YouTube and then the live broadcast thing with Facebook came. So I started teaching that way. And, and I, I was taking what I was doing already in class with the people that took my class and helping coach them, teaching them what I was fortunate enough to just learn by being raised by two parents that were conscious of how healthy lifestyle can change everything. And, and I was coaching my people in my class. And then I realized like I'm coaching people online and I didn't realize that was a thing. Um, and <laughs> that whole concept of taking what you are doing for free and making it your business. So making your passion, your purpose, pay your bills and change people in, in their lives forever. It was like, Okay. And so since then, I, I've created my own online business. So I've become an entrepreneur. They do not teach you any business and entrepreneurship in medical school. I will tell you that. So I have, I've definitely learned along the way in the last four and a half years, but um, I started my own podcast, the Fits and Healthy Podcast. My brand is FITS, F-I-T-Z, because um, everything that I do is wanting people to empower them, to give them information that will make them more fit and healthy. So play on words, fits and healthy. Mm -hmm. I, I, I did my podcast starting in 2017. So it's going almost three years now. Um, I, I have online coaching through my own, my own business. And then also from a, a very popular, well-known brand name, which I, I won't drop here, but I'm guessing a few of your listeners might be able to guess. Um, so I, I do both of that. I'm um, getting certified as a functional medicine doctor and I'm going back to practicing medicine. So I will start to be able to, to see patients online via telemedicine um, and be able to really 
just embrace the full package of, I want to help people that want to take their health back and don't want to rely on prescription drugs, surgeries, and procedures for the rest of their life. So, so here I am, and, and I live in, in the, the Midwest now. I moved from Southern California to the Chicagoland area because um, awesome. the love of my life is here, and it's I can work from wherever he can't. So, so mm-hmm. I moved here about a year and a half ago, and um, we're here in Chicago doing our thing. And um, I'm, I'm really – the, the universe has just kept leading me in places that – I just know I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And it just, it feels so good. So, and here I am with you. Yes. And thank you so much for being here. You know, your energy, your vibe, it just resonates so much and everything that you share with what I do as well, you know, and I want to take it back for our listeners a little bit to that time where you were eight years into your school, you know, I'm sure med school and everything that comes along with it. There's a lot of money and energy. I was going to say a lot invested. of medical school debt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> invested into that, right? So yeah. you started doing this dance fitness thing. You had your YouTube channel. What was the moment, if you can remember, where you just said, you know what? Or was there a moment? Oh, yeah. Where you just said, I'm, I'm done doing this other thing that I've invested my whole life into. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm ready to fall back to my purpose. There was a moment. I remember this day just like it was yesterday. I was in the OR um, and it was, I was doing a a really long case. And uh, this case was typically an eight, nine hour case. And so what you do, anesthesia, anesthesiologists will have groups. and, And so if you have, if your day is meant to do only like three or four short cases, you'll go in and help your colleagues out that are in long cases. Like, Hey, you know, you need me to take over while you go pee or whatever. So I just gotten back from giving, getting a bathroom break from Dr. Rhodes and this, this man love him to death. Um, but he had been an anesthesiologist for decades. Um, and he literally, he, along with the OR, the OR tech, the OR, uh, nurse and the surgeon, all of them had been in the OR for decades. They were all older people and none of them were happy. And I just remember thinking that moment of like, this is not a coincidence. Like I have noticed this about people that are, are in the OR forever. And I'm not saying that if you are in the OR, you're going to be unhappy, but that was the moment that I was like, I don't want to be unhappy because I don't love what I do every single day. And the whole coaching thing had been playing in my mind. And, um, the, the idea of being able to still have fine, because I had financial freedom. The moment that I got out of residency, I, I have job security as an anesthesiologist, right? Yes. <laughs> um, but money does not equal happiness. And so I realized that after, you know, being well off for a good six years post-residency, making, you know, good six figures every single year, I had the big house, I had the luxury car, I had the surgeon husband, and yet, I was not happy at all. And, um, and I had that moment of like, okay, I, I can either keep doing what I'm doing or make a change. And, and that was when I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to, to play with this idea and go in that direction. And here I am. Amazing. I absolutely love it. You know, and so much what you talk about, especially in regards to happiness, or I think so many of my listeners can probably relate to this. It's that underlying current that, you know, I'm, I'm doing all the things, you know, I've got the two and a half kids and the white picket fence and I went to school and, you know, here I did, I did everything I was told to do in order to be happy, maybe someday when I'm 70, when I can finally retire. But 
you know, God willing that day comes, right? Right. Absolutely. So like, I'm so fascinated with people that were able to see that moment. And what, my question is, what do you think gave you the drive to say, all right, here's my moment. I just had my aha, maybe come to Jesus or my like, you know, what the hell is going on in my life? Yes. I'm going to completely switch gears and now go into teaching dance and health yeah. coaching. <laughs> no, it, it makes no sense. And, and I remember um, after I'd been doing that for about a year, I... I don't typically Google my name, but for whatever reason, that day I had Googled my name and I came across a forum that people were talking crap about me. I was like, really? People don't have better things to do, but regardless. What are the chances of that? <laughs> but, it, but it sounds crazy. Wait, you're, you just spent 12 years of your life getting educated to do this job that has job security forever and you're leaving it for fitness and health coaching, really? Um, yeah, and I didn't have all the answers. I do believe that whether you believe in God or the universe, I believe that they're both one and the same. Um, I believe that the universe kept giving me signs, like this is where you're supposed to go, but so many people ignore them because it's scary to face the unknown, right? And and I always say cool stuff happens on the other side of fear, but, um, but fear holds us back from listening to those signs that the universe is telling us. And, and sometimes those signs make no sense whatsoever. It, I realize how crazy it sounds. Anesthesiologist who makes a lot of money going into health coaching, who that typically stereotypically does not make a lot of money. I get it, but I would not be where I am. I would not be the person that I am. And I would have not impacted as many thousands of people that I have just in the, the four and a half years that I've done this. And, and I know that I've got the, it, it, it makes me shake because it gets me so excited. Like I know the universe has some really big stuff coming up in my future and it just gets me excited. And I wouldn't be here if I hadn't had listened to those signs. Hell yes. And it's so funny because this is so much of what I do involves trusting your gut, right? And yes. hindsight is everything, right? And you right. can't connect the dots until you've been able to look back to piece them all together. Yes. But along the way, if a dot is handed to you, what are you going to do? Are you going to take it or are you going to ignore it? You know, so I, I have not a similar story, but a relatable story as well in the sense of flipping my whole world upside down. And I, after many, many different changes, you know, I was teaching yoga full time. I decided to sell everything. I got divorced. I, I left my whole, everything that was comfortable to travel the world teaching yoga on private super yachts for the last five years. So no way. Yeah. <laughs> that it's been is wild. awesome. Oh my gosh. I love so it. Now transitioning out of that, it's sort of the same thing. You know, this job that's job security. I have yes. an amazing CV. It's great money. We travel the world. We are literally amongst, I'll say amongst the rich and famous. We might right. not be the rich and famous, but you know, it, it provides a lot of perks. Yes, absolutely. Now, I too, I get that question often. Like, what are you doing leaving this great situation to now what be a digital nomad and like right. help people heal their gut? I'm like, well, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. And, and it might not make sense to people and it might not even make sense to you right now in the moment, mm -hmm. but you know that you are getting signs from the universe that, Hey, I'm nudging you to keep going in this direction and you'll understand it in a bit. You don't have to understand it now, but just trust that I'm, I'm leading you where you're supposed to go. Yeah. And you just said that key word, Lauren, is trust, right? And yeah. it can be really hard to come back to trust. And what yes. I encourage people always is to remember that 
it's an active everyday practice. It's kind of like the practice of forgiveness, right? Yeah. It's not just like this one-time thing where you just say, oh, I forgive you, whether you have the opportunity to share your forgiveness or not with the, you know, with the perpetrator, but it's, it's an everyday internal practice, right? right? So Absolutely. falling back to that trust, falling back to that, all right, it's like master manifesting one or one, right? You <laughs> yep. put it out there to the universe, you trust and follow the signs, and then you just put one empowered action in front of the other. Yep, absolutely. And absolutely. crazy shit happens. Yeah, absolutely. So let's take another step forward here now. I mean, 330,000 followers on YouTube. You know, what, what was that like for you hitting even that first, I don't know, what was your first big number when you started getting these subscribers where you were like, damn, there's something here. <laughs> it, was, it was weird because I didn't realize the power of social media until, so, so I started my YouTube channel. I think the first video is like February of 2012. Mm. And it was four or five months later, May of 2012, that I moved to Oklahoma. So not a lot of time. And I'd only, we recorded like 40, 40 to 45 videos in Japan. So not too many videos. And, you know, they're all two or three minute videos, right? So I get to Oklahoma and I'm trying to find a new place that, cause I realized like I love teaching. So I wanted to try out, you know, different studios to see where I wanted to teach. And, and this, uh, the studio called Co-Motion, it was locally owned. It wasn't a chain. And, and I was, I was like, okay, I'm new. I, I get there early cause I, I like to be on the end. So yeah. I'm not, crowded by a whole bunch of people. And so I'm sitting there in my spot. Cause you know, if you've ever taken a dance fitness class, people are, you know, kind of crazy about their spots. So I'm it's sitting like there. Yoga too. No, oh people yeah. Totally, elbows totally. Out. This is my mat, my mat. <laughs> it's a thing. It's yeah. really a thing. Territory. And, um, and this, this chick named Andy, she looked at me and she goes, do you have a YouTube channel? And I literally like, I was like, yeah. And she goes, wait, I follow are you from Japan? I'm like, well, not from Japan, but I just moved. And like, I had that like, holy crap. Like I've only been on YouTube for four or five months. And I just moved from the other side of the planet. And here this chick knows me and I'm not, I've never done this and I will never do this for fame. Cause that's, we all Short put our lived. pants on the same way. Yeah, exactly. Short lived <laughs> and, and definitely, but that was the moment that I realized like, okay, this, this, this is, I, I can have an influence in a massive way, way more than just teaching a little class of however many people that come, right? And, and that was when I realized, like, I, I've got gifts that can truly help change people's lives. And whether it's the dance fitness, because I really love dance fitness. I, I teach... I've never taught, um, I've always taught to my peers, like people around my age, but now I teach at the local university. So all these girls are like wow. half my age. I love it though, because I truly believe like having positive role models and a, a female that helps, we females need to embrace our sexuality mm -hmm. and okay. dance is one of the best ways to do it. Like the society and religion and whatnot, it suppresses so much of that. And I just mm -hmm. love seeing these young females that are embracing the way their body moves and whatnot. And so whether I'm empowering someone in that fashion or empowering them, letting them know that, hey, that type two diabetes that you have, it's not a death sentence and you can reverse it and keep it in remission. Like I, I'm, I've got so many ways to help empower people around me and the, because of social media and the internet, man, we can make a massive impact. What a beautiful tool that we have, right? right? To be able to do this on such a scale where, like you said, it's it's not even about the numbers. No. It's truly that realization that, wow, 
I have a voice and I'm actually doing the world a disservice if I don't use it. Yes. Oh, 100%. 100. My biggest fear, I, I 100% believe my biggest fear is that I get to the end of my life and I look back and I'm like, man, I didn't even tap into half of my potential. Have you, know? you read The Five Regrets of the Dying? No. Oh, I need yeah, to read that. Put it on your list. I, okay. I mean, I'll, I will admit I have not read it cover to cover, but you can Google the top five regrets of the dying. It was this uh, hospice nurse who ended up interviewing and, and observing and talking to elderly and sick people. And, and I think one of the number one regrets was something along the lines of people who looked back on their lives and lived it on other people's terms, not on their own. Mm-hmm. And that's most people, unfortunately. Yeah, and where do you think that comes from, right? It's this, and this is where, you know, a lot of the mindset work, of course, as we do as health coaches is shifting and paradigm shifting and looking at where we are versus where we can be and why right. are the way they are. So why do you think, you know, society has this, I, I always believe that there's a good behind, a good intention behind somebody, right? And and even if it yeah. comes across as a little bit judgmental, but you know, even when someone starts to better themselves or change their lives or expand, right, become expanders, where do you think that judgment comes from? What do you think keeps people in that place of fear of playing small and living to other people's terms? What do you think that's all about? It, I mean, it, in my opinion, it all comes down to people care so much, put so much em- emphasis, importance on what other people think of them. And I, I mean, it just, it's so dumb that, that most people do that, but th- that's the reality. Mm-hmm. The fact is that you never know what a person has gone through to get them to the place that they're at. And like, you cannot judge a book by its cover and you have no clue. And, you know, as, as, as health coaches, we get to know people on such a deep level and the fear of what other people will think is such a powerful influencer in people's mm-hmm. lives. And ultimately I, I think that that is the number one fear that holds people back from greatness. Yeah. I, I would, and it's so dumb. I'd, yeah, I'd agree with that. And you know, I, for anyone who's listening to this, who maybe feels like they get caught up in that something, what I'd love to offer to you is that, you know, there's three main needs of every human being, right? That is to be loved, to be safe, yep. and lastly, to be accepted. So if any of those three things are challenged or threatened in any way, your subconscious mind is going to do all sorts of crazy things to make sure that you stay safe, love, and accepted. And that's kind of that piece for me where when someone's like, I just can't get over this feeling that, you know, my coworkers are judging me, my friends are judging me, you know, their opinion really matters to me. And really when we start to unpack that, it's, well, I'm actually afraid of not being accepted into my family, for example, if I change my diet or uh, my peers and coworkers, if I stop coming to happy hour or whatever it looks like. Hi, beautiful. I thought this was the perfect opportunity to share something very near and dear to my heart. Many of you know, and some of you don't know, but now you do, that I have psoriasis. In 2009, this autoimmune disease finally felt like it was just too much to handle, and I was tired of all of the dead ends that the dermatologists were leading me down. So I went out on a limb one year out of college and in a disastrous economy and hired my first health coach. We embarked on a journey that both saved my skin and altered the direction of my life. 
In two weeks from now, we will be launching the spring offering of my signature gut health reset program that was birthed from this exact journey that I went on in 2009. This is a 14-day inflammatory elimination journey where we get into the nitty-gritty of the foods and activities that are causing stress in your body and on your life. We take accountability for these things, we choose to release them with love, and we carve out the safe container to hit reset with the support of not only a group of amazing women, but you also get the added benefit of exploring what it means to work with a gut health coach one-on-one at an introductory, very affordable rate. Head on over to my website, chelseahanescoaching.com, to learn all about the details of this program and sign up now for your exclusive invite to the pre-launch pricing. I am offering this discounted pre-launch special pricing to my listeners only, and there are only five spots available. This offer is good until the end of the week or until the five spots fill up. They are first come, first serve, so if you have that whisper in your heart that is yearning for something more, or different or a new take on life, what better time to take action than right now? Again, head on over to my website, chelseahanescoaching.com. Check out all of the details about the gut health reset. I love you so much. I can't wait to see you on this journey. And and thank you again for tuning in. And that's, that's where I think people miss out. Like for me, when I went through divorce, I literally, because I li- I should have never married my ex-husband. My ex-husband was a rebound. <laughs> and no, because I was getting out of another bad relationship. And, um, yeah. and I didn't take the time in between bad relationship one and bad relationship two to really work on me and work on just falling in love with myself, learning to accept all that I am, good and bad, so that I can be the best me in preparation to meet a man that is, is deserving of my best me because they are also at the same playing field. And, you know, I just, I, I see this all the time that, and it's sad you know, I work with people of all ages and there's some, I'm, I work with mostly women. There's some dudes, but for the most part, mm-hmm. it's women. And there are some women that are like my mom's age that have never learned to love themselves. And that's mm-hmm. where it's, that's where it has to start. Exactly. I think it's that, kind of the root to much of the self-development and, you know, personal journey that many of us are on, right, is that first awareness, right? We really need to look in the mirror (laughs) and find those things that we are trying to seek from outside sources within ourselves, which secondarily to that really takes bravery and the willingness to be accountable to our own BS, honestly, because if we can't look at ourselves in the mirror and say, you know what, I'm, I'm really just, I'm full of a bunch of horses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I can't take accountability for that, how can I expect anybody else yeah. to do? Well, it? and I think that this is why a therapist is super important. I believe every single human on this planet would benefit from a therapist. Bottom line. Yeah. I don't care if you've had I, trauma or not. You, I, I, I just, I, I've personally benefited from it. And some of my, my mm-hmm. loved ones have, and I, I see no reason why everyone shouldn't see a therapist on a regular basis. I agree. And I actually have a little bit to say about that. If you don't mind me riffing a little bit is that we've all experienced trauma. Honestly, Lauren, I really, really do know that. And it's that trauma is on a spectrum. Absolutely. Right. 
So trauma can be anything from, you know, at my second birthday, a balloon popped too close to, to me and it startled me. So then therefore it ruined my opportunity to go to any loud club for the rest of my right. life because I'm traumatized by loud noises. Right. And I don't, I don't even know why. I don't even remember right, that, right? right? To obviously some much more grandiose and, and you're the typical things you think yeah. of when you hear trauma. the word trauma. Yeah, so yeah. And, and really when it comes to human nature, we are all doing the best that we can to manage the traumas we've experienced given the tools we've been given. So this is where you start looking at people who end up doing some crazy things because their their tools are lacking. So I would totally agree with you, Lauren, that therapy is so important. And I would love to hear your perspective on generationally, you know, our societal expectations of, or not expectations, but our societal beliefs around what therapy means Mm. and how it defines you as a person. And I'll share a little personal story and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. You know, for example, my grandmother suffered from severe depression Mm. after my grandfather passed away and my mom and her siblings, we grew up Irish Catholic. We drank our sorrows under the rug and pretended they didn't exist. And when she was experiencing this very real depression, they didn't know what to do with her. So she was over, over prescribed and shoved into what they would call the loony bit. So it was this fear of even talking about depression or mental well-being because you were going to be locked up and defined as a crazy person. So my question is, Lauren, generationally, have you seen a shift in the beliefs around therapy? I think because of social media and internet and platforms like podcasts, I believe that we are shifting in the right direction for the first time maybe in human history um, because the whole mind-body connection, it's not something that conventional medicine um, is taught. I was definitely not taught that in medical school, Um, but actually I just, I I recorded an episode for the Fits and Healthy podcast this morning about cancer, and I gave the example of a, a gentleman who had a really terrible form of lymphoma that basically you could see like the cyst, the lumps all over his body. It was so bad. His oncologist had done every single drug and he read about this new experimental drug. And he went to his, his oncologist and, and was like, hey, can we at least try this? Because he had hope and the, the oncologist was like, yeah, cool, we can try it. Gave him the, the experimental drug or whatever. And they went away and he was feeling great. And he like had this whole new lease on life. And then he saw the, a news article about how the this drug is crap and how a lot of people are coming in and guess what the lumps came back and he went to his doctor and his doctor was like he he realized how powerful the placebo effect is right so his doctor was like well you you don't know this yet but they came out with a more powerful version of this drug that's not on the market would you like to try that so of course this is unethical and i don't know how he got away with it but but the fact is that this doctor gave him a placebo he gave him saline but he thought he was getting the the double dose that this is the magic cure again they went away yeah. 2 months after that he saw in the news that this particular drug company was going out of business because there were so many people that blah, blah, blah. And he died a few months after that. And so the mind-body connection of how much our thoughts really affect every single cell of our body is not something that's taught in medical school now. But I do believe that, I hope that the, this, 
the functional medicine, integrative medicine side will collide with conventional medicine and will realize how powerful um, our thoughts are that, that they control everything from, you know, depression, anxiety, to how our body takes on illness, how our body combats, you know, stuff like the coronavirus, right? I mean, it, we have so much power that most people haven't even began to tap into. I couldn't agree more with that. And, you know, I, I think for our listeners here, it's important to remember too, like, Lauren, you're a board certified anesthesiologist, you know, and even myself, like, I believe in medicine. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. It saved a lot of people's lives. (laughs) Exactly. The Western medicine model is amazing for, you know, acute situations. But when it comes to things like chronic illnesses, we're just not quite there yet. And I do think a big piece of it is that holistic perspective. And like, how can we say, okay, you have a problem with your gut. You need to go to the gut doctor. You have a problem with your eye. You need to go to the eye doctor. You need to have a problem with your foot. You got to go to the foot doctor. As if we're not all one thing. Right. And that like my eye doesn't play an essential role in the greater picture of my whole body. It's just this thing that, you know, you know, it's like your toe. Yeah. So taking a step forward, right? You are now studying to be a functional medicine Correct. doctor. That's super Correct. exciting. And, and tell us a yeah, more. no, functional medicine. So I've been thinking because I kept my medical license, which means that I continued my CMEs. So my continuing medical education, um, I kept it knowing that I would never go back to anesthesia, but keeping the possibilities of maybe I want to do medicine in a different way. Um, Mm. And then the whole concept of integrative medicine or functional medicine, which those are very too similar, one and the same. Um, Basically, I have two approaches that I I can approach with a patient because let's let's face it. There are a lot of patients that have zero desire to change their lifestyle. And they just want a pill, they just want surgery, they just want whatever procedure, and and they're not motivated to change their diet, change their lifestyle. And that's cool. I'm not here to judge. It is your life. You only get one. You don't get a dress rehearsal. And the way in which the last decades of your life are lived is totally dependent on how you live your life in the first half, you know? Um, so functional medicine is basically, I, I have an approach, the functional medicine approach where I take a patient and I'll just use diabetes because that's one of the most rampant things. And, and one of the easiest things that we can reverse, especially if we catch it early. Um, and so I work with them in a functional medicine approach, looking at everything from their, their childhood history of, you know, were they born via C-section or natural birth? Were they given multiple antibiotics? Were they, did they have a lot of traumatic things or even just one traumatic thing that happened to them in their childhood? Um, looking at the stress that's going on right now, it, it, how's their sleep? Sleep is like the most important thing and 50% of Americans don't sleep. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's setting us up for chronic illness, right? So all of these exactly. things that, that we can change and then after working with them for a set amount of time, you know, six months, a year, after making all these changes that have nothing to do with prescription drugs or surgery, now we've optimized and maybe we still need to add a little bit of prescription drugs, right? But that's the thing is giving people hope and, and empowering them with knowledge that this is not a death sentence. You do not have, mm-hmm. just because you're given type two diabetes does not mean that you're gonna be on the road to having four medicines every day and injecting yourself in insulin and losing a toe and losing your eyesight and all of the terrible things that happen with end stage diabetes, right? giving them power to say, hey, it's yours. Do you want it? 
let, let me help you take it back. I love that. I'm a, an, I recorded a podcast earlier today as well with um, a lovely woman, Carrie, and we talked a lot about hope and how, you know, for her, hope played a huge role in her own personal healing and maintaining that sort of relentless drive to find answers to what was going on in her body and to find the slew of doctors that were going to help her and approach it from all these different perspectives. So yeah, I guess this kind of brings it a little bit back to that the idea of the mindset, right? And the placebo effect and how powerful it all is. So, you know, this, this gut brain connection, our thoughts, you know, it's It's real for me. It's, I mean, it's not just real. It's there. It's like, it is this, it it is the same thing. Like, I don't even know how to put it in more words, a fun fact. And maybe you already know this, but you know, when we are being, when we are in the womb, right. As we are developing, they have learned that the actual cells that split and form our gut are the same exact cells that split and then form our brain, the same ones. And then they go to different places and somehow they know what to do. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, we, I, 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 I actually talked about that in my cancer episode this morning because uh, literally yeah. if you realize we, we come from two cells, uh, uh, a sperm and an egg from our mom and dad. And it, we are created into this complex thing called a human being yeah. and and yeah. the, for I, I hope one day the the word placebo is no longer used because we realize it's not a placebo it is the connection of the mind to the body yes I had this I had this same conversation with one of my girlfriends last week I'm like I, I just can we stop talking about placebo because if it's having an effect it's having an Absolutely. effect like what is that bo- like is that bullshit effect no you're seeing results Absolutely. so who cares what's causing Absolutely. it Absolutely. Just because it's a quote unquote placebo, like it doesn't matter what created the cause. The effect is all the Absolutely. same. So what does it even Absolutely. matter? Like why and, are we just and trying not, to prove ourselves and not right? necessarily who cares what it, like, I, actually I do care. And I care that you understand that you have way more power than you realize. Exactly. So let's start by changing what's exactly. going on up in your brain. Your thoughts control yes. so much. They literally speak yes. to every single cell in your body. And that's, that's woo-woo stuff that we were not taught in conventional medical school. <laughs> For sure. And you know what's interesting, Lauren? I'll, I'll also kind of add to that maybe a little bit of a devil's advocate as well. And if your thoughts are feeling negative, right? If you are feeling like, yeah, okay, my thoughts are controlling everything, but uh, you know, maybe I've lost control of my thoughts, is sort of that permission slip to remember that you don't have to give your thoughts so much power power. Thank you. Yes. Power. Because you have the power to control them. And also there's a physiological thing as well. So like, you know, if your thoughts are going haywire, maybe we need to look at things like serotonin levels in your gut, which by the way is produced in the gut, not the brain. Most of it, right? You know, it's looking at the physiological reasons why our mindset is not optimized or not ideal or not what we wish it were to be, but you don't have to give them so much power if you choose not to, which also means if you give the ones you want power, absolutely, they will. And it's kind of that like fake it till you make true, it. True. So you're not bullshitting. You're just walking that walk until you believe but it. But the first step is you have to, to recognize and be conscious about the fact, like people don't realize how many freaking negative thoughts they have every day. And I am by no means perfect. I still, there are some days that are better than others where I have to con- like be conscious of like, I need to push that 
literally, I see it in my brain. I push it out and fill it with a different thought. And I, I you know, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, Gabrielle Bernstein, her, her book, Super Attractor. Yeah, no, I love her. Yeah, she says, slow down, yes, sister. I, <laughs> I just talked about that today too. I love her. And, you know, she talked about, um, your, your morning habits are everything. And that's nothing new, not just from her, but, um, she talks about how her, she starts off her day with about five minutes of morning mantra. She goes to the bathroom, brushes her teeth and literally starts her day off resetting her thoughts with positive mantras. And so I, I challenged my Instagram following. And, and so I, I literally, I, I have my cards of mantras and I have my one and I, I literally carry it because I work from home. So I, I carry it throughout my house and, and remind myself of the mantra. And I, if, if you need something physical like that to remind you, let's fill the thoughts with something positive, go there and stop following Instagram accounts that don't feed you with good stuff. If, if you were following Instagram accounts that make you feel like you're inadequate or you're not beautiful enough or you're not whatever, just stop following them. Exactly. I mean, it's sort of that like addiction, right? It's that grasping. We are so addicted to grasping. And we talked about this earlier too. And that's just learning when you're, when you need to set your own boundaries. Um, First, becoming aware of that, right? It all circles back to that. You have to be aware of it first. Like if we're not even aware that the things that we're consuming, obviously not food, but like that too, but everything else that we're consuming in our lives is feeding us in one way or another. Is it nourishing or is it not nourishing? Right, right. Uh, and then setting those healthy boundaries, right? And say, you know what? If you are, for example, on a healing journey right now and you're in all those Facebook groups that, yes, there is a purpose and a place for them, but if you notice the overall mindset of people and there are just ones that it's not serving you, maybe the dialogue is not helpful, then block it, leave it, unfollow, see you later, right? It's one of the paradigms that I operate from with my clients is that we have all that we need. We just need to start letting go what is no longer serving so us, true. right? Slow so down, sister. Clear the clutter. Let it go. Let's like release that grip. And, and also protect your world. And, you know, whether it be yeah. your physical or your, your internet, your social media world. I, I see my social media yeah. as my home. And if someone comes into my home and is disrespecting me, I kindly kick them out and say, you're not welcomed here anymore. And, you know, that, yes. that goes to protecting our thoughts and protecting, you know, who we surround ourselves by. People, you know, oftentimes, I'm sure you get this too, some of the, the worst influences are people's family. And they're like, I can't, mm-hmm. you know, unfamily them. If that's, I, that's not a word. I totally. <laughs> no, but we, we just we made it a word. We totally. So- I'm going to unfamily you. That. You're going to what? Yeah. I don't yeah. know this chick that I heard on a podcast. She came up with it and it sounded good. I'm an unfamily and it's you. Not a good. No, but it's, it's true though. Like the, a lot of, of people that are very close to us can, it just takes one person actually that brings that negative energy. That's always complaining that everything is everyone else's fault, that they take no ownership of their own. Um, it's just, man, you, you have to protect your world. It's that narcissist, it's the victim, oh, yes. it's the pot stirrer, it's that that one in the bunch that you just, like you said, you have to, you have to protect yourself. And listen, I'll, I'll share as well, you know, letting go of people in our lives is the hardest and the most rewarding so work. Because on the other side of it, you're going to be like, well, damn. I should have yeah, done this okay, a long time ago. <laughs> Probably should have done this. Or on top of that, maybe I should have listened yes. to my gut instinct all that yes. time, right? So that's where, you know, that's, a whole nother conversation really of really circling it back around to trusting yep. your gut, 
following those breadcrumbs and really listening to those intuitive sure. hits when sure. they come because the more you ignore them, the louder they're going to get and the harder the lesson is so going true. to be at the end. So, so true. Lauren, this has been such an awesome conversation. I hope it's just the first know, of many that I we know, have the for sure. I'm going to have to have you on the Fits and Healthy for sure. So we'll have to coordinate that. But, yes. but thank you so much for having Please. me. I appreciate you. Absolutely. I'd love to ask, where can our followers find you? Absolutely. So um, so my YouTube channel, you'll get mostly dance fitness, but I do yes. upload my podcast there. So if you like to watch podcasts, you can go there. So it's Club Fits Fitness because you feel like you're at the club, but you're getting fit. Yes. My last name is Fitzgerald. Um, on <laughs> Instagram, I'm Dr. Lauren Fitz. Um, and then I, my Facebook page is, is Club Fits Fitness as well. So um, my my podcast is you know, fits and healthy. So you can find me a bunch. My main website is laurenfits.com. So you can find all of my social media from there. And that's L-A-U-R-E-N-F-I-T-Z.com. And I will definitely be sure to link all of that in the show notes. And I promise I will be tagging you because I've actually been doing pop sugar has some decent YouTube cardio yeah. dance workouts. But I can. Mine are way better. I was gonna say gonna I cannot there. wait to check out. Uh, yeah, I've, I'm literally after this. This I'm gonna upload my choreography to Juicy by Doja Girl and Tyga. Yes, I will do that now because once we're done, it's my time to do some fitness for the day. Yeah. I didn't do it this yeah, morning. It's hot. Yes, it's yes. Hot. And my and my NIU girls made me proud. They they embraced their inner sexual yes. diva. Yes, and of course I'm yeah. the one at the club with the girls, and I'm like dripping sweat, and I don't even yes. care. Oh, I'm yeah, like, yes. oh, oh yeah, I sweat like a dude. I, yes. You and I would go great. Yeah, together. and I just noticed we're wearing both pink and white too. Oh, oh yeah, no, I know we're, we look like sisters. You look like my younger yeah. sister. This, I like this, it. This is meant to be on so many levels. <laughs> totally, totally. So I have one last question for you. What does the term optimal health mean to you? It's funny that you asked that. So I, now that I'm about to open up my, my functional medicine clinic in St. Charles in, in this year, um, I was thinking what I wanted to name it. And I actually bought the domain Optimize Health because I know, yes. <laughs> because, because I, it, it's not just, it, it's not just your, vital signs or your weight or what it is overall it is your mental emotional physical and and spiritual being and that when you get all of those in line you have optimized your health so um look for optimizedhealth.com yes. in the future because that's where you'll be able to find all my good this stuff this was so <laughs> meant to be again on yes, so many was. levels yes, lauren thank you so much it's been a pleasure I wanted to take a quick moment to give you, my community of listeners, some genuine appreciation. I know how valuable and precious our time is in today's world of productivity, and I couldn't be more grateful for yours today. If you feel that this episode was of value to you, I would be even more grateful if you were to share it with your people. Go ahead and copy and paste that link into messages. Smartphones make it super easy these days. Or if you're feeling really creative, pop a screenshot of the episode into your Instagram stories and send it on over to that person in your life who might need this boost of inspiration today. Don't forget to tag the podcast handle Let's Start Health and of course my account, your host, the Chelsea Haynes, so we can have all the fun connecting, building community, and sharing all the things. Thank you again and remember, be curious and relentless on this journey to health.